And we are back with another episode of the How About Them Celtics podcast. Sam and I are here recording on Monday, September 26th. Celtics Media Day is today. I believe it's just wrapping up now, probably, uh, sometime around now. But we want to get reactionary podcasts, and it'll probably go out tonight, right after Media Day, uh, some reactions to quotes and stuff. Um, I do want to touch on quickly, like you mentioned before we hit the record button, before we get into Media Day, we haven't released an episode since Brad Stevens and Wick Grosbeck's uh, press conference regarding We were ahead of the curve. We were. Uh, I think we released the podcast the day that came out. We, we, yeah, we did. We we put it out, and then they were like, hey, we're going to talk to everybody. And we were like, oh, of course. Cool, man. Um, but uh, Celtics officially suspending Ime Udoka for the entirety of the 22-23 season. Um, some notable points to come out of that press conference. There were multiple violations. That's the big word uh, going around from Ime Udoka. Um, uh, he won't be with the team. Brad Stevens was very apologetic to all the women in the Celtics organization very because they were up. treated fairly unfair, unfairly. He yeah, swore. I don't blame him. I mean, I I was getting angry about it when we How were dare he the other swear. Day. <laughs> we that is not taken seriously enough. The swearing. It, it was. He needs. It was he needs nice that's against company policy. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, it was it was nice to see him so passionate about something yes. that was handled very poorly. Um, when the news was reported by Woj and Shams. Um, but yeah, Udoka suspended for the season, named uh, Joe Missoula as the head coach of the Celtics, which we'll get into at media day. But um, just making things official, I guess, and kind of giving you the understanding that Udoka did something that warranted this because they were very serious about it. And they brought in a law firm to conduct the investigation in July until now. And it wrapped up. They didn't want uh, they wanted to bring in outside help. Steve Bullpett put out a piece uh, this morning, I believe, about it, how this is standard pr- practice in most businesses. And a former Celtic who's a Hall of Famer is talking to him about it, saying, you know, this is crazy that this is happening. So it's kind of putting a bow on the situation as much as you can, because it's, it's going to be a storyline throughout the season, but kind of giving the of details and revealing why uh, it happened. But any, any it's takeaways good that we got context? something, you know, yeah, we we did a show Thursday and you had me very upset. Still not thrilled about the whole thing, but for a little bit different reason. Now we have a little bit more clarity. We, there have been reports from TMZ yes. reports from different people on Twitter saying all kinds of things. Doesn't mean it's confirmed. If you yeah. read that stuff, it doesn't. Well, I don't know. It may be confirmed. Take, it might not take, be. take it with a grain of salt. There exactly. you go. It's a report. It's not the team releasing it. It's not the law. It's firm not the team. It's it. not Woj. It's not Shams. It's not the law firm. So take it with whatever you want to. But that being said, you know, today I don't have to look at my clock and say, okay, it's 4.05 when I'm saying this, just in case a bomb comes out and what I could yeah. have said is out of context. We know now it was more serious. If it's multiple violations, you'd have to imagine that means they told him, Hey, this isn't it. And he was like, all right. And then he just kept doing it. And, yeah. you know, we know he's not going to be financially compensated. We know all kinds of things, you know, who the coach is going to be, even though we knew we, we knew that Thursday, we knew it would be Missoula who spoke yep. to the media today. And, uh, you know, we can get into that because I'm, I don't know if I would say I'm sick of the email stuff because it's definitely a big story. It's not what you want, right? It's not, hey, this is a great thing we get to keep talking about, you know, but it is, it's a story. You're going to hear about it. Like you said, throughout the whole season, if the Celtics are good, you'll hear about it. You'll hear how they overcame this. And if they're bad, you'll see blame put on it. Oh, they couldn't yeah. get past this disaster that they had right before training camp. You name it. 
the media will weave it in there. That's what we as the media do. Jack and I built a part of it somewhat different ways. I'm on my way. I'm chasing you, doing a little bit of work, right? Um, but yeah, media day today, all kinds of people talking, not uh, necessarily about what happened last week, which is nice. Uh, and one thing I didn't get to complain about last time, I completely forgot to complain about it, is this new center court logo that they have taken <laughs> the white circle out of the background of Lucky and it looks horrible. And if you're on Twitter and you're saying it looks good, let me let you know that you're wrong. It looks horrible. It looks absolutely horrible. And nothing good has happened since this was, you know, made public. <laughs> I you, don't you want you wanna, you know, Jack, we threw it back and forth last week. We changed our name, things went bad. No, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> You you, I don't, take, uh, you screw with the leprechaun logo. That's when it starts to become a little bit of a problem. You, I like the white better. I don't hate the. There new you one, go. I, I well, think there you go. If you if you disagreed with me, we're really gonna have a problem. No, the you, white. You was know me. Bad. I am the traditionalist. Don't screw with it. It's a good logo. It's a good jersey. Squ- yeah. Quit screwing with all of it. At least this one's not a Nike. You know, this is the yeah. team. It's they odd. need a talking to. Thing. I, I just don't know what the the choice. The Bill Russell thing's fine. Do do whatever. Yeah. The the logo at midcourt. Don't touch it. It's a mess. I, yeah. I sure hope that they have gotten enough backlash to where they will backpedal on the change because it looks terrible. It, it looks horrible. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Let's get let's get into media day. Uh, just wrapped up. One of the biggest storylines coming out of media day is the Boston Celtics players talking about Ime Udoka. Obviously, that was the was the question of the day. Every player got asked about it. Every reporter had questions about it. And you know, uh, all weekend so. they were coached up on that too. Of course. Just, and- just so you know, if you are the not potentially naive listener. These dudes were told, you say this, you don't say this, you don't say this, you don't say this. This is how you need to answer these questions. So take, again, everything you're learning with a grain of salt because it may not be completely true. Sure. But the one thing we did hear, which it's surprising if they were coached, it was, it would be surprising to hear them be coached to say this, that they didn't know about it. It's that Jason Tatum said outwardly, Jason Tatum saying, would absolutely say that. I know you're trying to get out what they said, where we're trying to present information, but they would absolutely be told to say they don't know anything. Yes, they would. Are you kidding me? Because then I disagree completely. No, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. Let me get my point first. Jason Tatum said that he found out on Twitter. If the team was coaching him, they probably would have said, yeah, the team held a meeting before this, blah, blah, blah. They wouldn't tell him, yeah, like hearing that Jason Tatum found out about the Ime Udoka news on Twitter is nothing but bad for the Celtics. Why would that be good for the Celtics? That If anything, that has people thinking, how could they have handled this so poorly that their superstar doesn't know about something going on? That that's why I don't think they were coached to say that. And Marcus Smart was very clearly angry about the situation. So I, I don't I think yes, of course they were coached and people were saying like you can't say certain things. But I also think it's very true that they probably don't know as much as people assume they do because not not just because they don't want the information to get public, but from what we heard from Brad and Wick, I don't think they can legally release that information because no, I think an, an outside place came in and I think as crazy as it seems because the players are, you know, the part of the team that we associate with the organization the most, I don't think they can know about it. And I think that's why they're pissed. And as they probably were coached and told they can't say certain things, I don't think that this was part of it. Like Tatum hearing about it on Twitter was like a big shock on, on, uh, to, to Celtics fans. And I think rightfully so. So I think that part is true. I don't think they knew about it until Twitter. That's fair. But if you are telling them what to say, you don't want them saying that they knew about it or anything because then that's follow-up questions. That's 
okay, we have to have our story straight. This is what we need to have sure. them say. Yeah. If you say you don't know anything, it makes things 10 times easier. So that that is my counter argument. However, I I tend to agree that I don't think they're going saying, okay, say you found it on Twitter, because usually that's not what you want as an organization. People not knowing big things are happening if they're supposed to know. And I'll say this, Jalen Brown's quote was, I wish we had more details from what we know. It's hard to make a decision based on whether it's consensual or not in the workplace, which we know has happened before in the workplace. It looks like there's more to it than meets the eye. Marcus, and this is the other part where I don't think it was like completely coached. Marcus Smart says, I still love Eme. I don't think the Celtics would coach him to say that. From a PR perspective, at the very least, hearing one of your players say, I still love the coach who we just suspended is probably not a great look. So I don't think they were coached that much. Um, we don't have to get into whether or not, you know, you agree with smart saying that I understand the perspective of they've, they've known this guy for a year. They've, you know, grown a bond with him, whatever. But if these rumors that are circling on Twitter and the stratosphere are true, probably not great to say that you love the guy still. Cause he's done some suspicious stuff to say the least, but um, it, it's odd to me. Uh, and it's just a very awkward position for all these players to be in having to talk about this. Um, it sounds the day. This is usually yeah. a fun day for the, the players. It's a fun day for the media. Path. It's a fun day for the fans. You get to see all these guys for their first time in months. And of course they have to field questions about this because it's a mess. It's a national story. It's not just a sports story. It's a news story, right? If you go on all kinds of news outlets, I mean, my station talks about it and we're not technically, you know, if, if this was not what was happening, we wouldn't really care so much about what's going state. on with the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, still they still the market because of sports but yeah yeah you know but anyways as far as you know the guys saying they didn't know like Jalen brown didn't know he doesn't know enough to make a decision marcus kind of uh i don't want to say backing because he the full quote that isn't flying around has more context to it than like him just saying like yes love the guy unfortunate that happened to him because i saw somebody complain about that today these guys are people. There's more context. There's people. Yes. You have relationships. And it's very tough to be like, wow, this person did that thing if you don't know what's going on. And, and it's, in my opinion, good, especially what Jalen said, more so than Marcus, even though Marcus is my guy. You know, you should want to know all the facts before you make a decision. Just look at what Matt Barnes had to say over the weekend, right? I'm sure you saw that video go around Twitter of him, you know, saying, hey, I put out a tweet yesterday in defense of Udoka. Somebody that's close to the situation told me what's happening and like it's a hundred times worse than what I thought. It's a mess. It's real deep, blah, blah, blah. And I had to take that down. I wanted to explain why I had to take that down. He's, you know, coming out as a member of the media now with his podcast and everything where he has to kind of try and be credible, you know. So who knows? Who knows what's being told to people, what's true, what's not, who's telling them. We don't know. We're, we're in the dark. Everyone's in the dark. If you're listening to this, you're in the dark. It is a messy situation, and it's not what you want. Not what you want right before training camp. You're excited for the season. You change that logo, man. People start uh, screwing around, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if we can fully blame the logo on this. I will. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, Marcus Martin, another quote coming out from him, was saying, um, it's been hell for us. It caught by surprise. No one really knows anything. If you watch Marcus Smart, he was pissed. Like you could tell that he wasn't happy during his presser. He was like, I, I genuinely think that they were caught off guard by the situation um, as much as the rest of us, because if they weren't, I feel like they would have 
even if they were coached to say certain things, I feel like you can tell from their body language how they're doing. And he just seemed very upset with the entire situation. Jalen Brown didn't seem thrilled. Jason Tatum is usually kind of more blase, so you couldn't <laughs> really tell with him. But um, <clears throat> Smart and uh, Brown were like, you could tell something was upsetting them, uh, especially Marcus. And uh, to hear him say it's been hell for us, caught us by surprise. Um, we're just in the wind like everybody else. It's confusing. Uh, you know, hell for us. These last couple of days confusing. Like, it's it's very clearly a tough situation for them to be in, and it feels like they actually were a bit caught by surprise by the news. But it this sucks is that going to be the day was a documentary someday. You are going <laughs> no, I'm not. It, it's funny to like think about, but like this is something unless it really turns out to be nothing, which it doesn't sound like is the case. From let's just say the Matt Barnes video, right? Sure, that one to me, for whatever reason, I find that to be credible. Um. He sounded very real. It sounded like he was just like, yeah. telling shit how it is. Speaking if if shit. like it's real bad and everything, you're going to have – you could absolutely have a documentary on it. You have what actually happened, people finding out about it. Like you said, Mark is saying it's hell for the last three days before media day. Of course. Yeah. These dudes are all humans. They're all people. They're getting ready for their season. The team has title hopes. Like all these different storylines interweaving. Oh, yeah. They could do something on this. You could see this on Netflix as one of those – untolds like they just did on uh donahue donahue the ref that was uh allegedly fixing i haven't seen that i've heard it's good it was pretty good the tail one's better monte tail that one's better well it's two parts two hours but anyways (laughs) you know here we are it is the 26th they talk to the media today they start training camp tomorrow and there's a game sunday preseason right who needs football? Who cares about Mac Jones? <laughs> you know, they're going to be bad anyways. Obviously, you don't want to be. Mac Jones um, looked to be in a lot of pain. I didn't I didn't see it. I wasn't watching. Oh, so. just, just, just search his name on Twitter. You'll Unfortunate. I, I heard it was an ankle injury, but anyways. Uh, Good on you. Another Good new uh, development media day. New interim head coach Joe Mazzula spoke to the media for the first time since being named head coach. 34 years old, two years younger than Al Horford as the head coach of the Celtics, which is funny. Um, he's talking to the media about uh, the Udoka situation. He was talking about his past history, which was questioned uh, when he was hired, um, which I thought was important for him to talk about, and his plans and for the season and the players. And I'll read some quotes. We can react, you know, the whole shebang per usual. Um, <clears throat> the first thing. Uh, from Joe Missoula's press conference. Obviously, the Ime Adoka situation was first and foremost the thing that was asked. Um, Missoula was saying, the message is first to give people space and time, not just for the players, but for everybody. It's an unfortunate situation for everybody involved, so you have to give the people time and space to feel and the time and space to heal. And so that's key. You can't rush anything. Um, He was asked whether or not he's talked to Udoka. He said, I've talked to everyone in the organization, and I thought, Uh, It was my job to listen to and give people space and time and ask people what they need. I've spoken to everyone I felt like needed to be spoken to, uh, and I've built relationships with, so yes. So that sounds like he has talked to Udoka, which is interesting. Um, But hearing him talk about, you know, time and space and all the stuff, it sounds like he understands that this is going to be something that probably gets in the way of him just taking over as head coach. Obviously, it's not great circumstances for his so-called promotion (laughs) into the lead coaching role, so um, it's not going to be an easy path to traverse, but uh, we'll talk about this later too. The players clearly respect and support him, but hearing him talk about the Udoka situation, um, 
it, it seems like he understands the situation he is getting into at the very least uh, as the head coach. Um, what do you think at least about that starting spot of him? You know, well, he understands he's got a job to do. He has a team yeah. with expectations and he really can't change anything about what happened uh, not involving him. So he seems focused on everything going forward. The players, of course, what else are they going to say? Uh, have confidence yeah. in him. What are they going to do? Go up there? Oh, dude, this guy sucks. Like he's only the coach because Tatum <laughs> likes him or whatever. True. Like, no, they're not going to say that. But who knows? You know, he's coached the main Red Claws when they were the Red Claws. Coached uh, Fairfield University, Fairmont, but yeah, Fairmont, Fairmont State, I think. Yeah, Fairmont State. There you go. Had a decent record at that. I mean, he's not a moron. He's there. He coached <laughs> the summer league team. Like he's obviously not an idiot. Like you don't get there from nothing like even you, you want to like talk about somebody that was like ridiculed and stuff like that like ty Lu, like people dragged him through the coals when he was the coach of the Cavs, and like people around the league really respect him so who knows in terms yeah. of that and and this is the kind of thing we talked about last year when he made got hired we were like you know everyone's high on him blah, 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 blah. like what are they gonna say the guy sure. sucks no we don't know yet we'll see mm-hmm. i i do think missoula is in kind of a lose lose spot though because if the team does well then it's the players because they were they did well last year and Udoka was the coach and they took what they learned from Udoka last year and carried it over and he was just the fill-in and if they're horrible they're gonna say oh well they lost Ime Udoka and this guy sucks I agree I mean listen if you're winning you're winning and you're still gonna get some praise but you won't get the praise Mm -hmm. you completely you're not gonna get what Udoka got last year Yes, I agree. It, it's a tough spot to be in. Uh, Missoula also said the great thing about this organization, the players we have in the season last year, we have a formula for what we know we need to do in order to get better every single day and get back to where we want to get to. And so as much as we can focus on that, we'll be in good shape. He, he knows the formula. He knows what happened last year. Obviously, there are going to be some slight differences, maybe changes to the way he runs things, to the way Yudoka runs things. That just happens with new people uh, in new positions. But <clears throat> it sounds like he knows how to get the most out of the players he has on the roster and what he needs to do to get most out of those players. Uh, Also brought up, which I I thought was important, and we talked about this, uh, Missoula has a past. uh, In 2009, he was at West Virginia University. He was arrested on suspicion of domestic battery, was the official uh, report. Uh, It was the second of two alcohol-related incidents in college. He was asked about it at the press conference. He said, I've made mistakes. I'm not perfect. I've hurt people, and I've had to use the situations I put myself in as a younger man to learn from and become a better person. Also said, um, talking about, you know, they followed that up saying, uh, what do you mean by that? How have you improved? And he basically said, I know who I am now. Uh, I know why I got into coaching. I know my why, especially growing up. If you don't have a compass, it's very hard to direct yourself. I've had to learn that several several times. For me, my identity has become my faith and my focus. I just thought it was important for him to address those at the very least. I thought his response was good. Um, It was bad timing. We talked about it at the very least of, these things coming out after the Udoka situation, just the, the seeing a coach be suspended for a season for a uh, relationship with a team official that violated code conducts, uh, code of conduct, multiple violations, and then another coach with his past. That was a bad look, but he responded well to it. Brad Stevens responded to it during his press conference saying he vetted Missoula when he was hired the first time and he, he respects him and that he's done a lot of work on himself. So I, I just wanted to touch on it. We don't have to go into detail, but I, no. I thought it was important that he no, 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 no. The... Because obviously if you're watching, you see me kind of laughing a little bit. But one, I'm a big, uh, big people can change person, especially the over the amount of time that's passed since the incident happened. It's been 13 years since then right 
plenty of time for him to grow. All the things he said in the press conference can be absolutely true, but also like, what's he going to go up there and say, nah, no regrets. Like, yeah, I did that. That's right. And he's just like, it's the greatest. Of course, of course you're an adult. You grow up. That's what happens. Right. Half the people that were, uh, you know, going back to dig up, Oh, look, look, look what he did. Look what he did. Like, what did you do in college? <laughs> You're probably like, okay. Well, probably not the no. greatest things. No, no, not everyone has a criminal record, but people. Yeah, change. you're not the same. I understand. You I agree that people change, but I also think it was important that that was no, addressed. Absolutely. I, this wasn't a everyone does that in college situation. No, I would, absolutely I would certainly not. hope not. But no, um, not me. Yeah, I just no. wanted to point out his response to that, Brad Stevens' response to that, because it was a fair question that needed to be addressed, uh, and I thought his response. Of course, was good. they have to address it, but. I, I just get a kick out of it. Like, what did you expect him to go up there and say? <laughs> sure. Good for him. Um, Brad Stevens, like I said, spoke highly of Missoula during his press conference with Wick. Um, when Joe Missoula was asked about Brad Stevens' comments on him, he said he had a concussion that day, I think. Uh, poking fun at his new... Uh, See, I, that's, I these are the kind point. of comments I go for. <laughs> There you right, go. that's that's uh, off the dome. He didn't know he was getting asked that one. <laughs> goes, he had a concussion that day. I think I'm as confident as he is, but I can't focus on that. Regardless of what has happened, we have a great roster and a great opportunity. So again, focus forward. Last comment I had, I'm reading from an article I wrote for Celtics Vlog. Uh, if I want the Celtics to be successful, if I want our players to be successful, I shouldn't be focused on what I'm trying to do. It's only my job to focus on the execution standpoint. How well do we execute our togetherness? How do we maximize our roster? So it's good to hear that despite this, I mean, like I've said before, unfortunate circumstances, but a great opportunity for Missoula. He knows what he has to do and he's focused on the players. And like you said, he might not get all the credit in the world because he he could just be seen as this replacement and the players are playing well, but it seems like he's fine with that. And he just wants to do what he can to help the team win again. Like you said, what are you going to say? But a good quote to hear from the new Today is a big, like, what are you going to say kind of day? Except it, except it wasn't completely because we got into Brown and smart and what they said it was kind of different than what you think so yeah but in terms of like a new coach what can you say what can we say we don't know we don't know mm-hmm. we you're not you you cannot make a judgment on what joe missoula is as a head coach until probably the whole season until you see him head coach <laughs> until you, <laughs> until see, you him. see him coach but even then like just look at last season just look at yeah. it I mean, people were ready. To, they were calling for Udoka to be fired. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they had the old crystal ball out, but they were saying it because of basketball, not because he's, you know, screwing around off the court. They were saying, yeah. oh, this team's underperforming. Get him out of here. You know, it's always it's always the coach's fault until it's not, until the team's winning. That's not the coach's fault. Exactly. So, it's so lame. All, all of it's lame. But at the same time, it's news. We finally have news. It's September. Yep. There's a game this week. We will be. Yes, there is. Will we be on the stream this week, Jack? Sunday? I will be. Are you around? Country, so we shall see if I will be on the stream. All I'm right. Five well, I'll be hours a, ahead. You know, I'll have the old uh, setup at work there with a the nice mic and uh, the earpiece. Mm-hmm. I'll be in a hotel room, but I should be around. We'll see. And I'll look pale as hell because the light in that room is so bright that there is <laughs> nothing I can do about it. We should be. We should be on the stream. Um. I'll read some quotes from players about Joe Mazzulla too. Like you said, they're going to back their own coach, but it's the way they say it and what they say about the coach that I think is important. Not the fact that they're uh, showing him the respect. Sorry if you hear a lawnmower in the background. It is what it is. Can't really do anything about it. Um, Can you tell those people to calm down? <laughs> Don't you know, at like 430, you're not supposed to mow your lawn. The cutoff is four. This is true. This is true. Put a law. A law in order, but Jason Tatum on his new head coach, Joe Missoula. I know he's passionate. Uh, excuse me. I know how passionate he is about helping others. 
Uh, that's really what he's been. He's been a great help to myself, to the other guys, to the team as a whole for the past few years that he's been here, and he's motivated. And I think with the right intentions, uh, and if you're motivated, you're going to be successful. We're going to have to help him, and he's going to have to help us. We're all in this together. It's not like he's somebody new. It's just the same guy we know in a different kind of position, just kind of looking forward to playing basketball. So from the last thing, it sounds like Tatum is looking forward to moving past the drama, but also he, he's happy with the head coach. And like you said, he's not going to say he's not, but – it sounds like he's happy to have somebody he knows step in uh, for you, Duke. Well, we spoke highly of him back in the finals, too. Um, yeah. You know, our guy, Nick Coit from ABC6 was there because he's obviously from Rhode Island. So that was one of the angles he was taking. I asked Tatum about him. Obviously, you've probably seen the video of Tatum saying, you know, what, what, what do you ask me that for? Whatever he says. And then he gets into it. And he's like, no, I love Joe. He's great. Blah, 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 blah. You know, but it's obviously somebody he's got respect for somebody he sees as a leader and he was probably consulted on this, believe it or not. You know, they probably said, who do you see as a replacement? Because it's his team. That's how it works. They want to keep him happy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And Jalen Brown said, I'm optimistic. I believe in Joe. Joe believes in me. I don't think he sees a limit on my game. He's coming in excited. Another good thing to hear that he's going to support Jalen Brown as much as ever which is great. He's going to um, say, ah, <laughs> sit on the bench. Exactly. Marcus Smart uh, was asked about how much it helps having somebody that they know and respect come in uh, as that coach, similar to what Tatum was saying. Uh, he said it helps tremendously. It would have been different if we had somebody new that we didn't know that we had to build a connection with. Joe's been here. He knows the scheme. He knows the players, so it makes it a little bit easier. Again, just another good thing to hear uh, that they're happy with the choice. Um, Al Horford also saying, as far as Joe goes, excited for him, excited for this opportunity. He's somebody that we all respect and that we're going to be rallying behind him. We're going to really put in the time and the work to get this done. Um, good to hear from the veterans. I mean, Smart and Al, the older players in the team, saying they respect Joe. But then the younger players also talking about it. Um, <clears throat> another long quote from Grant Williams here, but I'll read it. We have a ship that is prepared to step up when things go down. Joe is very, very important and special. He's a man that I spent time with this summer that I can speak on how intense, how charismatic he is, and how passionate he is. Uh, and that was as an assistant, so I'm even more excited to see what he's able to do as a head coach. I think he's prepared. I think he has great leadership of the guys. And I can speak that he's the most capable person in the organization to take on that role, to fill that void or gap, so to say. I don't think that anyone in this organization doesn't respect Joe. He's had a presence since he's been a coach here. Um, it's one thing to say, you know, we like the guy, but hear, hearing Grant Williams say he's the best person in this organization. He had some people, uh, not on the coaching staff, but in the organization. You've had a lot of people saying, uh, I've seen it on Twitter at the very least, Brad Stevens should have stepped in. This is ridiculous. What are we doing? Like, let's stop. First of all, Brad made it very clear that he did not want to. Uh, yeah, he, 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 he likes like, being with his family and not having yeah. it go all over. He was asked the question during the press conference, yep. and he said no. Wick said no, we, we talked not. about it. And then Brad stepped in with a very stern face saying, no, I did not want to do it. Like he, he was very yeah. serious about it. Um, and then obviously there's like guys like David Stoudemire, Ben Sullivan, who coached the summer league team this summer, um, Aaron Miles, other guys uh, on the team. But Grant Williams saying he's the most capable guy. He's one of the only, if not the only player or sorry, coach uh, to come over from Steven's regime uh, into the Udoka era, um, which was short lived, I suppose, uh, to this point. But um good to hear that the players think he's the best person for the job um, because usually when you're hiring a new coach, you want to consult your players. And if they respect this guy, then that's a good choice by me. And I think the fans should respect that too. Don't be begging for Brad Stevens when a year ago you were begging for him to be fired. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the best because people really did pin how poorly that 
2021 season went. Yeah. On Stevens. They're like, ah, oh, this guy, they don't believe in him. And meanwhile, like Jalen Brown's watching the playoffs from the sideline because he's hurt. Kemba's knee's gone. Like all these things. Jabari Parker and Evan Fournier were starting for you. There you go. Jabari Parker <laughs> was fun. fine. You say what you want. He was fine. Sure, but he's not a starter on a playoff team. <laughs> he's not even on a team right now, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which I don't get. He's not he he's not like a bum. This is not the Jabari Parker. Show. No, it's not. But I don't know. Even when even last season when he was with the team, he was all right. Not the best defender, but he I wouldn't was mind all right. Him right now. He was serviceable. Yeah. Bring him in for to be Gallo. He gave you sure. good minutes in that net series. Yeah. I'll tell he you played well. He played well. Should we look up his stats? Should we see if you're right? No. No, no, no. We don't need to spend that much time. But he was he was fine. Jabari Parker deserves a spot somewhere. Oh man, I'm uh definitely happy to see Rob walking around too. You see him walking in the background of the stream today. Did you watch the YouTube stream at all, where uh, people were offloading their takes in the comments? I saw somebody say Blake Griffin would be a great fit. I did, yeah. Yeah, I was coming. Sorry, my mic died for a second, but thank you. It's for fine. Where I left off. Yeah, I saw him walking around. He, he came into the press conference uh, without a limp, which was nice to see. I apologize if my dog start barking. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, he looked good at the very least. He looked like he wasn't walking with a limp. And by the way, Joe Barry Parker shot 40% from three and 62% from the field. So you weren't wrong. And that's uh, in that, that series. He was <laughs> yeah. good. He was good. He was. He was. But Robert Williams talked about his knee surgery uh, during his press conference for the first time. He said it was just some recurring problems. Uh, took a toll on him mentally, but now he's focused on rehab. What do you make from that? Obviously, he, again, he's going to say what he's going to say, but to hear that it took a toll on him mentally and now that he's focused on rehab, um, it's good to hear at the very least from, from the guy. Yeah, so I actually saw him discuss, you know, coming back early from that injury. He came back in the playoffs. We were all excited for it. He went out with that meniscus tear late March. We were all like, what the hell? Comes back, plays all right. Isn't himself really, but he was he was better towards the back end of the playoffs for sure. And he said no regrets on that. He had a chance to compete for a championship. He was happy he took it. And he's making sure they're going to get the surgery right this time. So that's good. And yeah. there's really no need to rush him back. I mean, there is in terms of you're kind of stretched thin at that position, but you're, you're not playing playoff games yet. Exactly. And I said this last time, I'd rather have missed games in October than have missed games in April. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Once they start losing games that I don't think they should lose, I'm going to come on here on fire. Don't you They're going to lose some. They're going to do it sometime. I know. I know. But it's not going to uh, be acceptable. <laughs> Just so you know, it's not. They should go 82-0 and this season. <laughs> they are the betting favorites to win the title, despite... All the stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Win all the games. Win them all. You should. You're a good team. <laughs> there you go. That That's um, how I see it. Jeez. Another quote from Rob. We all know I was battling through in- injuries at the end of last season. I made a decision as a man to keep playing. It was my decision regardless of the recurring injuries wherever they did happen. I was playing on it last year. I had instances where I had to give it time. Uh, this was him talking about how 
<clears throat> Brad and Eme kept saying he just needs rest and it'll be fine. Uh, he said, I was playing on it last year. I had instances where I had to give it time, the rest. I just feel like it never got back to what it was, bottom line. So I just want to be 100% with re rehab and do things the right way. I think that's why you see the 8 to 12 week timeline. Um, probably not going to see him till late December, early 2023, which <clears throat> sucks because that's not what essentially I half see. the season. But like you said, I'd rather have him take this rest A, at the beginning of this season before the playoffs, and B, as soon as possible for the rest of his career in Boston because it was great to see him play in the playoffs. And like you said, uh, when asked about if he regrets it, he said, no, I played in the finals, man. You win some, you lose some, but I don't regret my decision at all. I was 24 years old. My dream was to play in the finals. Can't regret that shit. So <laughs> he's very clearly happy to play in the finals. Um, <clears throat> Celtics fans are glad that he did. But at the start of this regular season, take the time you need to get it right for the rest of your career in Boston, especially for the back end of this year, when you you're a team that you know is fully capable of making a playoff run, get to the playoffs, get Rob back and healthy for the second half of the season in the playoffs. And I think you go from there. Um, <clears throat> when asked about if he thinks this will be, you know, sort of the thing that fixes it for the rest of his career, just in the future, if this will, you know, fix his knee, he said, nobody knows if they're going to get hurt again, but like I said, I'm pretty confident, man. I made a decision to come back in, in a timely fashion last year but you know, we're going to get it right this time. And that was the quote. We're going to get it right this time. Um, some people took that out of context saying, uh, you know, did that mean they didn't do it right last time? No, he came back for the playoffs on his own accord. Now he wants to focus on getting fully Played healthy. Well for the, rest the finals, of by the way. Yeah, he, well. he was good. Played he was well. Good. Wasn't great against Milwaukee. Wasn't great against the Nets. Was okay against Miami, right? Made a difference for sure. Made things tough on Bam out of bio. Uh, you know, Bam had his best game of series when Rob didn't play. And then, you know, was a 50-50 shot after that. He only he only hit double digits in three of the six games Rob played in. So he was an impact mm -hmm. player. He played well, despite being hurt. Looking forward to seeing him this year. Bummed he won't be there to start the season, man. I was really hoping they'd just rip off a nice run to start. I don't want to have to deal with what we dealt with last year, where we're like, what's wrong with this team? And we get the stethoscope out trying to diagnose everything every week on the podcast, right? Uh, man. Who knows? Maybe maybe they'll still be decent. You know, they they pulled it together. I think they can be. They're still I think deep. Still they got decent. deeper. At least I think this only, position. in my opinion, I think this only slots them down to second in my Eastern Conference standings predictions. You know, with this current team, I think they're still only behind the Bucks. Um, obviously, with half a season of Rob and no Gallinari. Did you put them at no second evening, to start? <clears throat> no, I had them above the Bucks. Okay. Well, we just did tier lists. Um, but I, I put them in the same tier as the Bucks, but I had them as the one seed uh, in my standings predictions. But um, I, I think they're still up there. I, I still think Tatum and Brown, uh, the rest of the guys, they, Brogdon, who's an addition that we've seemed to stop talk, talking about because of everything going on, which fair enough because there's been a lot going on. But um, <clears throat> Brogdon's obviously a phenomenal player. He's going to help a ton too. Um, Williams also commented on the... Uh, coaching situation just saying it was unfortunate talking about joe though he had one of the funnier comments of the day which you'll appreciate he says us as a staff as players as an organization we trust joe oh my bad we trust coach and he like laughed because he called him joe instead of coach um another funny thing that's what media day is about like you said and unfortunately it was soured by Ime Udoka news and everything else around that which keith smith wrote about for celtics blog talking about how it's going to be uh conflicted feelings are okay at media day you you want to be upset about the situation but it's also okay to feel excited for the season and maybe maybe media day should be the turning point where we we start start forgetting about the unfortunate stuff and just start looking forward to the you season have to get again. As, as tough as it may be if exactly. you want to enjoy this team which i would like to 
which requires them winning. But the the first step is to feel better about what's going on. You still have great yeah. players. You still have most of the team that you had in the finals. Rob will be back. Mm-hmm. Sucks Gallinari got hurt. That was something to be excited about. Sucks the coach yeah. is gone. Uh, does not mean Missoula won't be a good coach. You don't know. I'm certainly rooting for him because, you know, I'm from Rhode Island. He's from Rhode Island. He coaches the Celtics. I like the, the Celtics. There's no other reason why you should have to root for somebody. Isn't it funny you have to really sell people on uncertain, like, mm-hmm. people that are on the team? Like, there are people that want Marcus Smart to play bad so they can be right. Yeah, you said the line, though. There's no other reason why. There really, there isn't. <laughs> they know they're the balls. Because there's no other reason why. Uh, there you go. I, I mean, eventually, it, it sucks. It's not going to stop sucking. Like, it's going to be a storyline, but enjoy the season as much as you can. Um, Cause this was supposed to be a very, very fun uh, Celtic season that was now tainted, but um, <clears throat> getting back to media day, another storyline that was kind of, again, shoved under the rug a little bit because of everything else going on. Malcolm Brogdon talking to the media saying he came to Boston uh, by choice saying the Pacers gave him options of where he wanted to go. And he chose nice Boston because he wants to win. Um, Curious. Makes you wonder. Yeah. What the other options were. If I had to guess what I the mean, trades were, could have been too. <laughs> yeah. If you really want me to guess, I bet you Dallas was one of them because they lost Jalen Brunson. Uh, again, this is all speculation, but if I'm just out here throwing out random guesses, I bet Miami might have been one of them because Miami they trade for everybody. Time. Yep, they're always, they always want everybody. <laughs> they try to trade for everybody. I mean, you'll, let's look at the NBA standings real quick if we really want to speculate for a, a hot second here. I bet Dallas, I bet Miami. Um, Philadelphia probably couldn't have done much. I mean, maybe they were trying to get in there with a potential Tobias Harris deal, trying to steal Malcolm Brogdon and uh, Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, maybe. Uh, maybe the Lakers had a deal ready with like Talon Horton Tucker before they traded him for Patrick Beverly. I mean, or, whatever or, they or, had couldn't or, have been that great. I'm just thinking like what they got from the Celtics. Was exactly. Nothing. So this is that's probably why they gave them options because they weren't get, getting much from anybody. So they might as well uh, do lots of options. I bet the Cavaliers were one of them. Because yeah, this fair. was before the Mitchell thing. But uh, anyways, <clears throat> that speculation aside, said that he wanted to come to Boston for the best chance to win. Uh, and also said that he came to be the sixth man. And that, that's what he came to Boston agreeing to be. Um, and that was kind of presented the question uh, in turn with Rob's injury. That got me thinking, what do you think the starting lineup on opening night A, will look like and B, should look like? Because it, it's now a question. Because It'll Rob be is great. Out. So, it's it's going to be so? great. Yeah, okay. it's going to be great. Uh, I don't really know what else they would do. Do you think like, it should be Grant though? Yeah, you've, you've said in the past I, no, I that do. he's better off the bench. I I do think he was better off the bench, especially in the playoffs. He was, but I don't really love the idea of like starting Smart and White together. It seems kind of redundant. Or Smart and Brogdon, like I don't love that. Even though like they discussed that today and they obviously can play together, I don't dispute that. Yeah, I just don't know if it's the most you can get out of a starting lineup. When you when you think about the starting lineup, you really want to be able to be flexible. So Grant sure, yeah. adds flexibility because he can space the floor. It makes things easy for Brown and Tatum right off rip to get going because the defense can't collapse as much. Grant, last season, better shooter than any of the guards that you could slot in instead of him. Unless you really mm-hmm. wanted to put Pritchard out there and get crazy. But even then, the percentage would tell you Grant's better. But Well, no. no? Percent- Pritchard finished as a better shooter than Grant. Did he? Last year. Well, well it was funny. The storyline was... Sam knows Pr- stuff. 
No, no, no. In your defense, Pritchard passed him for the best percentage on the team in the last game of the season. <laughs> okay. Grant had it the whole year, and then Pritchard. But like, who else him, would you put funny. out there? Unless like, well, unless you really wanted to do like what Brad used to do, and like just put some guy that wouldn't really be in the rotation in the rotation. Hauser? <laughs> like, no, not Hauser. Like you'd really be like going out of the box like Kevin Jelly. Giving him, <laughs> giving him some real run like right off. All those Tremont Waters and Carson Edwards starts we saw. That's what I mean, though. Like they, Brad used to do that, so the rotation would stay intact. I don't yeah. necessarily think well, that'll be the thing that happens. My one devil's advocate point to the definitely start Grant. You know, I love Grant, so this is a lot. I guess um, you have a lot of guards, and so if you start Grant, you have absolutely no wing depth or big man depth off the bench, That's right? Fair. And Grant's going to have to play some center minutes. I know last uh, podcast episode, I posted a clip to Twitter, check out our TikTok and all that yep. stuff at the bottom of the YouTube screen. Um, <clears throat> you expressed the uh, not desire, but you don't think Grant should be playing as much center. I pushed back yeah. and said he should because he showed that he can. And if you want to have extra center depth, he's going to have to be that even with Luke Cornett on the team, because that's only three centers there. And one is Luke Cornett. So you're going to have to play him at center a little bit. Um, Plus, you have all these reports saying Al's not going to play back to backs. Well, newsflash, Al, you probably got to play some back. Well, he said no. he would play back to backs today. <laughs> I know he he's did. in shape. Exactly, but um, starting a second guard next to Smart would give Grant the flexibility to come in and play those backup big minutes uh, with Cornette. Even if you want to play Luke Cornette as the backup big, I'd rather have Cornette uh, and Grant than Cornette and Hauser. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather have that backup. Uh, front court off the bench so well maybe um, you put it could be something you can consider at maybe the very you least, put the hauser guard. in the starting lineup if he really impresses you the starting lineup is just such a funny thing to me because like it doesn't actually matter it doesn't really <laughs> matter that much yeah like it would make sense to start hauser because he'd be extra shooting and you could like sit him okay down quick it. if he doesn't have it that day or you could put pritchard out there and, maybe like, this is the start shoot. of our start hauser campaign i i honestly don't think starting hauser would be the end of the world and that's crazy. It's kind of, it's Just like what Brad did. He's I, so I valuable in terms of shooting. If you have a guy that is a confident shooter that's lights out like that and mm -hmm. can move without the ball, which I haven't seen a ton of from Hauser, right? He's not running around like yes. Ray Allen out there and getting himself open. But when he's which shooting Pritchard the ball. And Grant are working on this summer, by the way. They said that. Yep. And not to mention Pritchard can create on his own. He can. Um, but Hauser, I mean, every time he shoots it, you think it's going in. So he's absolutely yeah. somebody that could be valuable off the bench in the starting lineup. You're going to see him out there. They brought in Gallinari. Gallinari's not playing. Somebody's going to get eat those minutes. At that the very the least, ball. it's Hauser. Yeah, at the very least, start him against like the Magic. Start him against the Pacers. You know what I'm saying? Like start him against these teams where you don't need a strong starting lineup to go against their strong starting lineup. And <clears throat> excuse me, even if you do, I think like what you said, what Brad used to do. A uh, starting lineup doesn't matter all that much. Worst case, they only play 10 minutes and then you don't play in the rest of the game. But just to have that ability to stagger the minutes off this uh, off the jump or off the rip of the game, uh, having Grant come in for Al or Grant and Cornette coming in for Horford uh, and Hauser, I'd rather have those two pairings than having a, a Cornette-Hauser pairing, which you don't really know if you trust. Or there, I'd rather have at least one front court player that you trust out there, uh, especially when you can surround uh, Hauser with a defensive lineup of Smart, Brown, Tatum, and Horford, right? Like, <laughs> those are some pretty solid defenders around him. So I, I wouldn't mind that idea. I don't think it'll happen, but I, yep. my mind keeps coming unplugged. Anyways, I don't know where that cut off, but I was saying this can be the start of the Start-Hauser campaign. That um, That's where you ended. Okay. 
Perfect. That was the end of my thought process. Okay, great. Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> the rest of media day was pretty normal. Luke Cornett joked that they should retransform the offense around him, uh, which is obviously funny, but he's ready to step in. He said he's, you know, going to uh, have to. It sucks the situation, but he's ready to step in. Um, and another quote saying the defense isn't reliant on one person, so he knows he's going to just have to play his role in the defense. So that was good. But um, other than that, I think that pretty much covers media day. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, we didn't talk much about the two stars of the team, but the only real huge quotes come out of them was about talking. Udoka. Yeah, exactly. Tatum so. is not a star at the mic. <laughs> he's not, which True. is good for him. Good for True. him. You don't really Grant want Williams. You don't have to be. <laughs> Grant Williams is the star at the mic, but... uh. Any, anyways, I, did I miss anything? Anything you wanted to cover before we get Not on out of here? I really know of off the top of my head. I didn't think I didn't think of anything. Uh, I kind of forgot they had Denzel Valentine on the roster. I saw him walking around today. I forgot about that too. Yeah, I did too. There you go. We'll see who they bring in. That's another thing to watch. Check out training camp. See, uh, <coughs> I'm excited for preseason. In. I really am. I love preseason because. You get to kind of get excited about some guys that aren't going to matter. Just remember uh, Javante Green, and he took Struce's spot because he was a monster <laughs> in some of those preseason games. And I was like, "Oh my god, you got to keep this guy." And he ended up—he's being a good, fine just player. With the Celtics, yeah. <laughs> um, you see the uh, Heat media day about? Yeah, I did see that. That's a good good point. <laughs> so you got these guys still crying about not winning Defensive Player of the Year, not being in bounds. Yeah, but he he was out of bounds. He was out of bounds. He was. He was out of bounds. We don't have to talk about it. Um, another thing, briefly, we don't have to spend long on it. Just a couple of seconds. Former Celtic Jay Crowder on the trade market now. Very weird yeah. situation in Phoenix going on. That's a you good see call him tra- too. He was posting his own trade hype video on Twitter. He posted like That's a hype weird. video of him saying that he's about to be traded. Do we know what happened? <clears throat> I don't know. I, I was talking about. I was. Do you think he's about okay then? Forth with Bobby. Yeah, well, it's weird again, that he would post his own video. That's weird. I went back and forth with Bobby on Twitter, Bobby Manning, friend of the podcast, uh, CLNS Media Celtics blog. And my, my speculation is they essentially wanted to make Cam Johnson the starter. He still wants to start. And at the same time, they're looking to pay Cam Johnson. And they're not exactly the most willing to spend ownership group. Obviously, there's other issues with the ownership group at the moment. But um <clears throat> Jay Crowder probably wants to go somewhere where he can start and somewhere that will pay him on his next contract at the very least. Um, and they don't really want to spend that extra 10 mil for the season. So they're probably looking to trade him. I thought it'd be a Bogdanovich deal, but he went to the Pistons, which was weird to say the least. I don't, I don't understand that. Deal. That Pistons team, man, I'm telling you, look at them. They might, they're they odd. might sneak into the playoffs. <laughs> Maybe Kelly Olenek will get bought out and the Celtics can pick him up, but I don't think so. I, I think what I've seen coming out of Utah is they want to keep him around. But well, if you're, if um, you're going to get Kelly Olenek, yeah. Got Cornette, like you might as well just stick with Cornette. It's very similar. Cornette, Cornette probably Kelly's fits your system better, better because he's, you know, a decent rim protector. He's he's not bad inside. I disagree. I'd rather Kelly's quickness than Cornette's rim protector. Anyways, we don't have to get into the semantics, but uh, yeah, Jay Crowder, Celtics can't get him unless they traded Derek White, and I don't want them to do that. Um, they could technically get him if they traded uh, <clears throat> Gallinari and a couple minimum contracts. But again, Phoenix I don't think the Suns will do that. Exactly. So Celtics would probably only get him if he gets bought out. And I don't think that'll happen. I think he'll probably end up in Miami or yeah, like Dallas classic. or Philly or something like that. But um, Miami needs him. They need a starting power forward. So that probably works out for the best if the Suns want Duncan Robinson. Anyways, uh, anything I missed before we get out of here? No. I can't believe Perfect. we just did a show and I'm sick. Right? You can't I'm even tired. see my, my nose isn't red <laughs> on the camera. Jack's go. tired. He probably woke up before noon today. 
I did. Yeah, hard Brutal. work, work. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you're not on YouTube, check us out on YouTube. How about them Celtics podcast? Uh, you can see our at Still How about them C's. A little bit weird, but it's cool. How about them C's on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter? Sam, you went viral on Instagram. Twenty three hundred views on did I? Reels. Talking about Jason Tatum for MVP, 2,300 views. People on love Reels. betting, man. Uh, if you like that betting, I'll plug my friend real quick. <laughs> uh, smash the odds on Twitter. Good guy. Always in the chat in our pregame stream. So we got to show him some love. He, do, he does well with the free pick. So uh, go make some money there. Right? Shout out. Shout out. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Check us check us out on all our socials. How about them C's? Not Celtics. It wouldn't fit. How about them C's? Just C and then all right. Uh, you don't yeah, have to type it. as much. Leave it to Sam. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're on YouTube watching us on How About Them Celtics or Guy Boston. Whichever one, make sure you subscribe, like, comment. Uh, I love reading the comments, especially when you guys are mean to us. It's funny. Um, but don't be too mean because we still, you know, we have to have will to do this. <laughs> but if you're listening on the streaming services, you're on Spotify, Apple, wherever else, make sure you follow just in case the pod doesn't get tweeted out. But if it does, at how about them C's on Twitter, also Instagram and TikTok, right? You can see uh, clips of Jack and I, the handsome fellas, talk about hoops, and you can enjoy them. Uh, good clips. The design's great. Jack does a great job. Carries me on the back. Uh, make sure you follow. Follow him at Jackson NBA. He's working his ass off on heavy. The season's coming up. He's going to have tons of stuff for you to read. And you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA uh, with my stuffy nose so you don't have to listen to me talk. I'll just be typing tweets. Uh, that's our show for you.